Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Attention, my fellow Americans. We have joined each other today in the High Five Writers Room. What a shit whole country. To discuss something of the utmost importance. Black people. Figuring out an alternative president than Donald J. Trump. Genius. Today, myself, Q, and as always, Jay. That's me. Have come up with our top five fictional presidents that we think would be better than Trump. Let's do this. High five. High five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five, high five son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Wow, that, uh, that, that press conference went south fast. But don't they all go south pretty fast? They do. I mean, it's insane. We had people up on a screen, and they still couldn't couldn't capture the message we were trying to get across. It's just all fake news. It was it was fake news, yeah. indeed. This and whole episode is just going to be full of fake news. Fake news. We're actually vying or vying for a position at the fake news awards. I'm I'm hoping. You know, I don't think we're gonna win. I think Colbert probably has it in the bag. But man, if we could get like an honorable mention or a most improved, that would be great. That'd be great. I'd totally get down for a most improved fake news outlet. I've been getting those awards my entire life. <laughs> most improved, not number one. No, 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 no. But most improved. I just got one that said you tried hard. Right. I have one that literally is just like a hand patting a shoulder and it just says, good job, buddy. There's one where it's like the back of a head and someone's getting patted and it just says, bless your heart. My my worst <laughs> my worst my worst trophy is just a small tro- like it's a really, really small trophy and it just says, better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I won a trophy for a future better try. Right. Well, I'm, I got one, but it was made out of aluminum foil, and it just says no on it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I like that one. I got one that uh, – who am I kidding? I didn't <laughs> I've you're, never gotten a word for trying anything. To go, we were trying to do the bounce back and forth. It just didn't work. Couldn't do it. I get it. I feel it. But, man, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I've been uh, keeping it real. Oh, yeah? Like movie reel. Oh, but like also R double E L. You got it. But also uh, just super real. This is an audio medium, so those uh-huh. sorts of homonyms uh-huh. very tough for the audience. I don't know if you know Our this. audience is real smart. They are. I'm gonna guess that they S- probably M-R-T. still don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh but no, every everything's been good. Uh 
as some of our listeners may know, we're in Nashville, and recently we've gotten like a ridiculous bout of cold weather. Yes, I I forged the trench and I I put on my snowshoes and I made it here. You did. Um, I'm gonna try and make it back home. We'll see if that happens. You did. I would not suggest next time using sled dogs. Kind of an antiquated system. You know what? It did take you two and a half days to get here. If it's good enough for Cuba Gooding Jr., it's good enough for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have a bracelet that says that. Does it? It's a really. It's Can a you give really me the long... acronym for that? No, no. It just says if it's good enough for Cuba Gooding Jr., it's, <laughs> it's good, good enough, enough for me. me. Wow. In quotes with a little parenthesis that says by Jay. So it's just a super long bracelet. It really works will better that, as a belt. Will that ever be available at the High Five store? It's available right now. Perfect. Everyone should go go buy it. Everyone should go buy it. I go to, go check it out. I need to make one of those for real. Now. Fake news. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what have you been up to, man? Man, it's well. I've been snowed into the house for the last two days, so couldn't go into work, which was honestly nice. I'm, you know, sitting here in my pajamas. I was at the house in my pajamas. Sure. Um, the fam is sick, so Ooh, that's super fun. Gross. You might can hear it in my voice. Um, so I've got my cough drops with me. I can me. hear I've your family my... in your voice. Oh yeah, that's where I keep them. <laughs> Weird. That's where I keep them full time. I'm sorry, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> They complain about the smell, but you know what? Gotcha. It's just my are back they tape. Are they in your head like Black Mirror? Like they you inserted are. a cookie I've of your daughter both. and wife? Well, the thing is, I use so little of my brain on Got average it. that I was able to fit two people. Two people? <laughs> Amazing. One of them was a baby, so I'm just constantly shitting myself um, just <laughs> to make her feel at home. Right, sure. Not of because she's As controlling. I'm doing it on purpose to make her feel better. Because that's the kind of guy you are. That's just the kind of You're father just that out. I am. Just good looking so out. So when I have a, a conscious cookie memory consciousness of my two-year-old in my head, uh-huh. I'm shitting my pants on purpose. Gotcha. I also have a bracelet that says that. What the audience doesn't know, though, is to be fair, you've always shit your pants on purpose. <laughs> that was, was well before excuse. the implant. I was looking for an excuse the implant came along Found and I was it. like, this It was actually not even a necessary shitting. implant. <laughs> you were just like, hey, can you just throw my daughter up there so I have a reason to shit my pants, like, openly And in they're like, public. we don't really do that. And I'm like, hey, here's another dollar bill. And they're like, yeah, here we go. You I got bought it. that for a dollar. You got it. And I was like, ah, hey, hey, it's a movie reference. That's what I do. RoboCop. <laughs> ah, <laughs> RoboCop. I get it. Ah. You get it. We're on the same page. Well, that. That part partially yeah. sounds sucky, but did you use any of that time to watch any new you stuff? You bet. Uh, we actually watched a couple of things, um, none that I'm excited about. Oh, I thought um, you were going to start it with like a movie just called None. No, uh, no, no. This was the these, Back in the Habit. These are ones uh, that I watched because they were available to me. Uh-huh. I kind of went in knowing they were going to suck. Uh, okay. W- well, one, I watched The Snowman, Ooh. which you've talked to me about. Blech. Which was a disaster from beginning, like from the opening scene almost. Sure. But what really sucks about it is there's n- almost nothing forgivable about this film. Sure. The cast is a talented cast. Absolutely. Like, I like Fassbender. Yeah. I like Chloe Sevigny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like uh, J.K. Simmons is in yep. it. Uh, isn't uh, Toby... Um, that little guy. Mag- little, Toby little, Maguire? No, not Toby Maguire, but that little guy, Toby... Whatever. Oh, uh, he played Capote in yeah, something. Yeah, he's yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, the director is good. I really like Left Val right Kilmer. Wing. Val Kilmer's in it. Um, the director did Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and good Left the Right Wing. Great movie. Two good movies. But man, it's just unwatchable. Yeah. Like the the plotting doesn't make sense. The editing is terrible. The Val Kilmer stuff. 
God rest his soul, but it's terrible. Yes. It's it's almost as if they were doing it on purpose, but they sure. weren't. Sure. And so that's it. It just makes you wonder why. Yeah. Like why out of all of the options that the director had at his disposal to use, right. like why this? Why do something that so blatantly draws attention to A, an unfortunate situation, yes. but B, this could this character could have been anyone. It could mm-hmm. have been played by literally anyone. Yeah. It really could have, you know, and so it's just one of those things not to shit on Val Kilmer. I understand he's gone through a lot and also not to say that he doesn't deserve work, but but maybe maybe not, not this, right you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe not, not that. this type of character. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and another thing is the book series. I haven't read it, but I've heard very, very good things. Sure. So that's a bummer. So the source too. material is well so received. Everything about it should have worked. One of the problems I realized after looking into it is they started in the seventh book in the series. Oh, weird. So this, you know, this story, Harry Hole. Ugh. What a terrible protagonist name, by the way. Well, apparently it's different in another language. Like it oh. translates differently. differently. But for us, they just kept it, which was dumb. And that's another thing. Like, the producers, no one at one, at any point was like, hey, maybe we just change it to, like, Harry Johnson. Oh, yeah. wait. No, that's <laughs> a bad idea, too. Maybe yeah, Harry, Harry Wang. Yeah, no, that's a bad Harry, idea, too. Harry Penis. Oh, fuck. Harry, ah, let's just leave it Harry. Harry Hole. Boobs. It's the only option that we had. We got it. Um, but apparently they started in the seventh book. And the snowman story requires knowledge from the previous six books to understand the context of Harry Hole, the detective. Got it. None of that's in there. And then on top of it, it just, you could tell it was edited by what had to be 12 different people. Oh, for sure. There's no way it fits into a, like a streamlined story. I felt like there was, uh, people were just kind of like punching in and out, like time clock editing. They were just like, and my shift's over. All right, you got it from here? Cool, great. Not only shift's over, they didn't even watch what the other people did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Was like, like, was I'm just, just going to start over. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, don't do that. <laughs> great. Like, don't do that at all. Cool. Or you get this movie. So that's what Bad it, movie. Don't watch The Snowman. I not paid, even for like a it's bad. No, it, it's not even that type of enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. I tried so hard to follow the plot and it was still extremely confusing and i'm not sure i quite get it i think there were some time jumps going on maybe of which they don't acknowledge it doesn't matter it's a garbage movie don't garbage movie i followed that up by watching flatliners oh another one garbage movie garbage movie oh it was a garbage movie garbage movie okay don't watch it okay that's all i have to say so another not not even bad enough to be enjoyable no Okay, so the original Flatliners from 1990, fine. It's fine. Yeah, you got some early Kiefer Sutherland in there. Yeah, some uh, Julia Roberts. Of of Julia Roberts. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You you just kind of dash it, sprinkle her in there a little bit. I think they put a Baldwin in there. I think, yeah, I think think one of them is. I don't remember which one. It's it's not. One of them. It's not Alec. Not Alec. It's like Stephen or something. It's like Joseph Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're thinking of Joseph Staldwin. Oh, got Um, it. But whatever. So, the first Flatliners, I'll even say I'm not really the biggest fan of that one. Right. Because it wants to be a horror movie, but the whole twist is that they're guilty about shit. Eh. Like, okay, maybe. But it wasn't executed as well. Sure. 
This one, exact same story. Oh, okay. But done worse. Oh. So, like, the twist is still there. But, like, there's a part in the movie where someone says, These aren't ghosts. They're manifestations of our guilty consciences. Oh, fuck. And it's like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, whatever your name is. Kiefer Sutherland makes a cameo. As the same character? Not as the same character. But it could have been. Because his character survives the first Flatliners. And he's an old doctor in this movie. Weird. But he's not the same Does character. Does he play any sort of integral role? Or is it just like, hey, I'm he's, Kiefer Sutherland. Remember me from the first movie? Okay, bye. He Well, he his character has a cane for right. an inexplicable reason. Are we sure it's not the same character? I'm pretty sure it's not okay. the same character. I mean, it's not the same name. He makes no reference to this ever happening before. Okay. And he plays no integral part. So the, the story is... Um, the main guys, right. the girl from Vampire Diaries, Diego Luna. Um, Ellen Page, isn't Ellen she? Ellen Page is the main person. And then some other people who you just don't care about. Sure. They're all like residents. Okay. So they're studying to be great doctors sure. from Kiefer Sutherland, who's basically a house MD, Kane and all. Got it. Ripped from the television yeah. headlines. So he becomes the he becomes the way that, you know, the beginning of the movie, they're all in the like the 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 conference rooms, and he's like, "Well, patient number this so and so is administering these symptoms. What should we do?" And they're like, "Zemezafloropan." Uh, he's like, "You are you're a fucking idiot." But like as the movie goes on, and when they flatline, they become smarter and better and faster. Huh. You can see them being like, "Oh, it's this weird type of you know." Layman's disease. So they did that like, like... He's like, oh, good. It was like a Bradley Cooper from... Uh, kind of. What, what was that movie that he was in? Where he became, Limitless? Yeah, they became Limitless by flatlining. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of that. They flatline, they come back, and they're, they're limitless, but the one thing in their life that they regret haunts them. Got it. And then that's the movie. They apologize to those people, and the movie's over. Neat. Yeah. That sounds shitty. It's like, it's not scary... But they'll make the argument, oh, it's not supposed to be horror. But they want it to be horror. Sure. Because there's, like, jump-scary stuff. There's right. a girl with, like, water hair that hangs down. and ah. It's just bad. The ring. The grudge. It's it's just bad. Got it. Um, and then the other thing that we watched, was I watched today, actually, was Jigsaw. Ooh. The prequel, sequel, whatever to yep. the Saw. I stopped after the third Saw, I think. Which is what everybody should do. Um. I, I'm a completist. The only reason I watched it is because I've watched all the other ones and sure. I wanted to see what happens. Nothing good. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's better than like the last two or three. Okay. But 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 it's, it's still like it's kinda whatever. Okay. It's kind of nonsense. So Got it. That's, that was it for me. We I watched three shitty movies. Cool. I'm trying to think. I uh I only watched well, I, I went and saw Coco. Oh yeah. How was that? Um Good. I mean, it's Pixar. Really good. What was weird is, um, for some reason, the trailers for that movie just didn't do anything for me. Like, I watched a couple of the trailers, and I was like, ah, okay. I'll see that eventually. Right. Um, But I took my youngest daughter to go see it, and it was surprisingly good. Like, I felt... Yeah. I found myself getting choked up. I mean, it won a Golden Globe. I think you always cry at least a little bit in in Pixar movies. That's their goal. Yeah. Um. And, and honestly, Pixar movies are pretty good about burying the lead in their trailers. Yeah. Like, I don't go into a lot of Pixar movies knowing a lot about what's going to happen. And I knew 
a bit about what was going to happen, but there was right. definitely some Land stuff of the that Dead, I was like, Kid, Curse Guitar. Right. There we go. And it was that, but then there was definitely uh, plot elements that they did not divulge right. that I was pleasantly surprised Good. with. I was like, oh, okay, cool, neat. We will definitely see that. Um, so that one was cute. Um, and then I also recently watched uh, The Disaster Artist. Ooh, I do want to see that. Thoughts? Um, I'm still kind of thinking about it. I saw it yesterday. I'm um, still kind of thinking about it. It was good. Uh, the performances were really good. I, I love The Room. It's one of my just favorite all-time bad favorite horrible movies. It's up there with Troll 2 for me. For <laughs> uh, sure. Totally. Troll 2 is um, great. It, it is not really a comedy, mm-hmm. which the trailers kind of sell it as like making fun of this situation. Sure. And it's really not. It's kind of just a a um, a dramatic portrayal of kind of this time period. Of a in, weird person. Yeah, in Tommy Wiseau's life. Um, James Franco was pretty good. That's what as I hear. Tommy Wiseau, like he 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 kind of nailed it. Like I was pretty impressed. He didn't do it to the point where it was distractingly right. like goofy. You know what I mean? Like I never once was just like, oh my god! Like he is hamming it up. You know what I mean? Good for him. Um, so he somehow, which is hard to do, especially with the Tommy Wiseau character, because Tommy yeah. Wiseau is really over the top yes. and just bizarre. Um, so the fact that he was kind of able to dial it in yeah. to this, not a mockery and more of just like an accurate, accurate portrayal of this person was pretty impressive. Um, this is going to sound weird and I'm sure everybody would be like, well, you can't compare the two. I like the room better. <laughs> like I kind of like just watching the room and right. not even knowing the behind the scenes of it. Um, it was interesting. They do. And I don't know, I haven't read the book, so there's a few things that I don't know if, you know, are, if they took liberties or not, but they do kind of hint at a, a like a possibly, like, um, and, and I may just be reading too much into it, but it may have been like a romantic undertone between Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. Like, okay. that, I've heard that from other people. That Tommy Wiseau kind of what might have been like, like in love. Like on him a little right, bit. With Greg Sestero. Um, so I don't know, like I said, I haven't read the book, so I don't know sure. how much of that is actually from the book or how much is it. just kind of read that inferred, one but I have heard other people say they got that from the movie. So, but it was really good. And then on top of that, I mean, it's just jam packed with celebrity. That's cameos. what I hear. I hear it's like more than any other movie in recent memory. It's kind of crazy. Like <laughs> every other person you're like, holy shit, is that? Holy shit, is that? Oh my God, this person's at the what the what? I heard uh, I heard the uh, Brian Cranston one is really good. Brian Cranston's good. Uh, Zach Efron's in it. Oh, nice. Um, you've seen the room. Yeah, yeah. He plays the actor that played Chris R, the drug dealer that oh, uh, pulls a gun on Denny. Nice. Uh, Isn't uh, Peta? It's pretty Denny. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, Josh, Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, yeah. He's Denny. Nice. Um, it's it's really interesting. And then they I'm do have a cool thing at, at the point. end of the movie. Obviously, this isn't a spoiler. This is actually a post-credits thing um, that are about, I want to say, maybe a minute and a half um, of side-by-side Good. comparisons yes. of scenes that they recreated from the room <laughs> with the cast. Um, I wanted to see. It's pretty awesome. I wanted to see a side-by-side so bad. It's so pretty awesome. It's It's pretty awesome. And they were pretty like spot on for That's some of I their hear. stuff. It was impressive. Um, so yeah, it was a good movie. 
I like I said, I think I went in expecting one thing and kind of got something different. So for that alone, I don't quite know how I feel cool. about it. I'm actually um, kind of glad we talked then because I will go in expecting nothing. Yeah, but it's a it's a recommend. Like I definitely suggest checking it out. Cool. I would not recommend any of the things I watch. <laughs> Just stay away from. I would recommend that you stay far I, away from yes. them. I I don't know how deep you can bury an arrow. Yeah. But it's that joyless endeavors. And yeah. speaking of joyless endeavors, that brings me you to Trump. Talk about our, our president. president. I would love to talk about our president. Yeah. I'm not sure how we landed on this topic, yeah. but as soon as we started d- diving into it of what are mo- who are movie presidents you would have voted for over Donald yeah. Trump? Yeah, and let's clarify. When we say movie presidents, we mean fictional movie presidents. Yes, and I had to clarify that with you because yes. it's kind of like – well, I totally would have voted for Daniel Day-Lewis as you know Abraham Lincoln over but which, Donald Trump. In my mind, would have been kind of unfair because right. those were actual presidents. Exactly. So it's like I wanted to know what fictional presidents yeah. who in a movie just showed you enough. And let's be honest, the bar set pretty low with Donald Trump. Who showed you enough that you're like, I would vote for them yeah. over Trump any day. Well, and you made me contain it to movies. So, like, right. my number one would have been David Palmer from 24. Sure. I mean, that would have been the easy number one. Sure. Followed by, like, Jed Bartlett from The West Wing or something. Right. Like, those are good presidents. They're good people. Sure. They stand on strong ideals. And I watched them for multiple seasons. Right. I I know how to do multiple year-long right. stints with these guys. Sure. But we, we eliminated those, so we only focused it on movies. Which is harder. It's it's much harder because there will there will be some that like are cool, but they you wouldn't vote for them probably. Uh but I, I, may, a cup, I may vote for that. I honestly there's a, there's a couple on mine that are just wackadoos that I'm still voting for over Donald Trump. Because that's the rule. The movie doesn't have to be good. No. The, they don't have to be good presidents. No. You would just have to vote for them over, over Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. So if it was this president and Donald Trump in the running for presidency, I would vote for this president over Donald Trump. And that's how I I kind of delegated my list. So my number five would be the closest choice. All right. The number four would get further away. And sure. then the number one is just would he would blow Donald Trump out of the water. Sure. As a good president. Yes, and that's that's how that's how I did it as Sweet. well. Sweet. So uh, let's let's not fucking ba- speaking of burying the leads. Let's not bury the lead any longer. Jay, kick us off with your number five president right. that you would vote for over, over Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. And this one I put on the list because he's so similar to Donald Trump. Sure, but I would still vote for him over Donald Trump. Interesting. And honestly, the rest of the episode may be me saying his name, Dwayne. Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. Yes. From Can, Idiocracy. And I'm going to go ahead and stop you there, too, because he is also my number five. He is? <laughs> yeah. <My> five. <laughs> because, okay, let's be completely honest. He's not a great president. No. In Idiocracy, he's not even the – he doesn't even end the movie as the president. No. But – I would still vote for Terry Crews in those sweats or in those the spandex oh, and his for coat sure. over and the, his long, luscious, flowing yes, locks over the ridiculousness of Donald Trump's long, luscious, flowing locks. That's why it's my number five as well, is because I wanted to start. I wanted to set the bar and let the audience know what they're in for. I would vote for this man 
over Donald Trump. And he has Mountain Dew in his name. He does. In his name. Also, he runs on a platform of electrolytes. For plants. They're what plants crave. (laughs) They are. And which, you know what? Right there, I'm already voting for Alonzo. Elizondo. Yes. Elizondo, Mountain Mountain Dew, Herbert Herbert. Camacho. But see, right there, he at least has some sort of focus on nature. Sure. You know, we've been going back and watching old episodes of Cosmos because the new season's going to start. And if Neil deGrasse Tyson has taught me anything, it's that our planet is fucked because of us. Totally. So if Donald Trump is convinced himself that science doesn't matter and he's just going to fuck the planet over more, I'm at least going to vote for someone who thinks giving electrolytes to plants is at least a good idea because he wants to help plants. He might be wrong. He probably is wrong. (laughs) But at least he wants to help. Totally. And so that alone, he's voting. He's getting the vote. And his wardrobe, way better than Trump's. Way better. Way better. Way better than Trump's. Hair, more luxurious. I'm totally, I totally agree, 100%. And I'm pretty sure he fired an AK-47 at the pulpit at one point. Yeah, 100%. So he's for gun control. Yeah, and, I mean, not really far (laughs) off from our current president in that he was a reality star wrestler Mm -hmm. prior to assuming the presidency. It's true. Now... I'm not saying that our current president is a wrestler by any means. No. Because let's be honest, Betty White could probably kick his ass. I don't know. His health screening came back as him being in excellent health, except for everything they talked about. I do know that Mortal Kombat style, his special move is the pussy grab. I do. I do know that. Which is ridiculous. And I have a feeling that Betty White would counteract that. With her vaginal clamping and would just snap his hand off at the wrist. Which would be amazing. That would be, I, first off, Betty White, fuck Come love on, you. Betty we White. love you. Happy love birthday. You. I think this is, today is her birthday. Is it? Amazing. So. Either today or yesterday. Good golly, Miss Molly, stay alive. Continue. You know we we're, need you. We're recording this in the past. We need you. Today is definitely her birthday. And let's be honest. If it came to us having to fight a giant mechazord version of Donald Trump, I would only want to do it with a giant mechazord version of Betty White. Oh, of course. Of course. We would have to join all of our mechazords together. Right. To Voltron make, style. To make the Betty Whiteazord. Right. But we're going to do it. Right. And it would work. It was, it's and he the, would lose that hand. The golden girl azard. <laughs> we would all like just it. assume the mantle of different golden girls. <laughs> To unite to form Betty White. We unite for white. <laughs> oh, God. That actually sounds like a Trump campaign. No, I take it back. No, take it back. I immediately take it back. Take right it back. We do not unite for white. As we long, unite for all colors. As long as I can be in the Rose Mobile. <laughs> you got it. The, yes. You got it. Yes. 100%. You got it. All right. I like um, it. So this is a solid choice, man. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it, like. I'm, I think it's a good, like I said, I think it's a good shot across the bow to get people ready for, like, once again, it doesn't take a lot no, for me to choose someone other than Donald Trump. Who is more qualified. Sure. So, so. I'm into it. Jay, I, I think you're starting it off right. All right. Well, so I'm going to move up the spectrum just a little bit. Okay. Um, this is a movie, and let me clarify, you know, not 
we're not ranking movies here, so these sure. movies don't have to be good. Sure. Which this one kind of falls into. Um, but this one, I wanted someone who I knew would stand on a platform where I may not agree with everything that he's going to put forward, but I would believe in his countenance and his strength as a human being. I would believe and follow, you know, at least his will to do the right thing. And it's President Benjamin Asher from Olympus Has Fallen. Ooh, solid. Yeah, I didn't Aaron, even... Aaron Eckert. I'm going to say I didn't even think of that one. That one to me, Olympus Has Fallen has so many problems. Sure. You know, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, the script, the movie. But the Aaron, director. Yeah. But Aaron Eckert mm-hmm. as the President of the United States. Two-Face. Yes. As Two-Face. As Two-Face, as the President of the United Got States. It. You know... Is actually, I believe him as a president. Interesting. You know, I haven't seen this movie, oh, so I'm going to be honest. It's, again, the movie's not great. It's it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Terrorists take over the White House. Gerard Butler is trapped with President Aaron Eckert, and they have to survive and kill a bunch of terrorists. It's kind of like Air Force One on the ground. Is almost exactly it. what it is. And every twist and turn you think is going to happen... Totally happens, but you get to see Aaron Eckert be a badass, which we don't get to see a lot of nowadays. Sure. You know, and he makes a great badass. He makes a great, you know, his, I think his backstory in the movie is that at some point in time, his wife died in like a limo accident and he had to kind of pull himself back together for the good of his daughter and for the good of the country and continue to lead. And he's like working on like these peace treaties and that's what. So he's a man who has been through personal struggle, Mm -hmm. overcome it and shown that not only can they deal with personal struggle, but they can deal with a global struggle. Yeah. And I, 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 I can't remember exactly because it's been a long time since I've seen it and I kind of don't care about the movie. But I believe he's bringing a lot of people together for a peace treaty that's going to be signed. And someone doesn't want it signed and therefore enacts this terrorism. So right there, better than Trump. Better than Trump. Better than Trump because I'm pretty sure nowhere in the Trump credo. Nowhere in the Trump credo is let's bring people together (coughs) for peace. Of any sort. No. I'm pretty um, sure it's actually, let's just have everyone respect me as much as possible, or we'll nuke yeah. the shit out of them. Um, Israel wins, and North Korea is crazy bonkers. Right. Cool. It's like, great. You're Got the it. president. You shouldn't be saying any of this. Right. So I'm going to vote for Aaron Eckert as President Benjamin Asher from Olympus Has Fallen over you. Perfect. I'm into it. That's a strong five and four. Thank Coming out of the you, gate, thank strong. You. I, you know, I wanted that punch. I wanted that hit. Now, the other three, once we get to three, two, and one, sure, you'll you'll understand those. I think we'll probably share one or two. But, yeah, I wanted to start in a strong place. I think you did. You've started the race well. I like it. And I would like to see you finish the race on top. I, I hope so. You know, as we saw in the election like a year and a half ago, sure, anything can happen. At any point. Literally anything can happen. But Q's emails. <laughs> that, will you stop bringing that up seriously? No, because it's going to help me win. Is it? Is it not time to end that talk? It's time to really investigate your ties to Russia, my friend. No. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no. Because I'm the president and I say no. I totally did not get pissed on by a Russian prostitute 
or an American prostitute porn star? Didn't. I did, but I didn't. Alternative facts. Had I done it, I would have bragged about it. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Dusty Rhodes. Never heard that name. I just have to say, uh, in the years that we've been doing this podcast now, uh, your accents are famously shitty. Terrible. But this one's actually pretty good. It's all about context. I'm into it. The best. Perfect. You just have to say things that don't make any sense together as words, but in a way that you sound like you believe them. Sure. So the kitty litter on the shelf made me green in my head. (laughs) Trump? Fake news. Sad. (laughs) I love it. That was really good. Perfect. I hope you you. keep doing this throughout the show. I want to hear more of this. We might, but then again, we might not. Sad. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. So I want to see if uh, if my contenders for president of the United States can go toe to toe with yours. I want to see if they can as well. So we know that I've already shared our number five. Yes. We've already shared number five. And just because we totally want to say it again. Dwayne. Pres- Elizondo. Mountain Dew. Herbert. Camacho. The one and only. The one and only. Uh, but four is where we diverge. You have to we, deviate at some point. They can't all be jokes. And we take separate roads. We do. Uh, you chose an action movie president. I did. I did. And I also chose an action movie president. Ooh, I'm curious. My president is President James Marshall, who is Harrison Ford from Air Force One. Nice. Um, nice. Once again... Not a great movie. No, a mean, fine movie. It's a, it's a solid action flick. It's a flick. solid 90s action. You know, it's one of those that if anybody tells you they don't like it, they're probably kind of lying. Sure. Because everyone sort of likes this movie. Now, here's... Get the, off my plane. Here's the deal. Wow, exactly. Uh, I mean, in Gary Oldman. Harrison, Come on! Harrison Ford as uh, President James Marshall. Yes. Uh, is kind of a badass. He kind of a badass. He is. He is a badass. The definition of badass. Uh, he is a Vietnam War hero. Yeah, he is. He's got a already cr- right there. Hashtag better than Trump who dodged the war. Oh, totally, one hundred percent. I like this. Thank yeah. you. All, although I would like to say alternative facts. Fake, Fake news. news. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> it's almost like... You have to do the hands, I've found. I, like, I've been enjoying it. Just so everybody knows, Jay has, every time he has impersonated Trump, he has given little Trump handshakes, hand wagging. That is a lie. I am totally not doing it right now. At all. With my gigantic hands. My huge, huge hands. You're going to get tired of how big my hands are. Which are, I had to get a bigger, I want you to say this, because I can't do it. I, I had to get a bigger nucle, nuclear button for my giant hands, because the other one was so tiny, it just looked ridiculous. My hands are so big <laughs> that I had to commission the construction of a new nuclear button. And I would like to say that we charged Mexico for it. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico will build our button. Sad. <laughs> That's it. The end. Uh, I love it. Um, but he's smart 
Uh, he outwits, Ka- I think it Kazakh terrorists. I think that's who. I think at that the, point, like, everybody was weird, Russian. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they get on his plane, and he he really epitomized the term "we don't negotiate with terrorists." Yeah, oh yeah. Because man, he did. He didn't. He was not having it, and he single handedly took out motherfucking terrorists on board Air Force One. Yeah. Also, and this has nothing to do with this character, but who the fuck cares? Anybody's <laughs> better than Trump. I want Indiana Jones as president. <laughs> I want Han Solo as president. Who doesn't? I want Harrison Ford <laughs> as president. You know what? Everyone is all up in arms about this Oprah thing from the Golden Globes. Sure. Sure. Oprah gave a great speech, and it was inspiring. It inspired me. I'm going to be completely honest. But did you see Harrison Ford with his one gold earring making witty comments in the back? No, because he stayed home being a badass. That's right. That's why. That is right. The only man to be able to crash a plane and fucking walk away from walk that shit. away from it. The only man to have broken his leg in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> And walk and away walked from away it. from it. Fake news. Um, so I would like the to only man to die and walk, walk away, away from, from it. it. Hashtag that last one might not be true. Force Awakens spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I want to put it out there. Uh, President James Marshall, Air Force One, better than Trump. I would vote for him over Trump any day. I I think that is a fantastic choice. So that's a very strong five and four. I think so too. I think yeah. once again we're kind of setting the precedence. Oh yeah. Ha 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 ha. Wordplay. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, and I think we should give the people a break. I think we so should too. convene our uh, our pollsters. Sure. And uh, uh, government terms. GOP. I don't know things. Briefcase. Uh, <laughs> Paperwork. Washington D. Sizzle. <laughs> uh, 1100 Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, we should give everybody a break. Let them listen to some weird messages or trailers or whatever. Who After knows these we messages, we'll be back on the right of something is the right. GOP. You're fired. Republicans. Fake news. century, the Army began a top-secret experiment. Meet Joe Bowers, our first subject for the human hibernation experiment. As you know, this is highly classified. However, if successful, we believe humans can be stored indefinitely. However, the trial run was prone to human error. See you in a year. And Joe slept slightly longer than expected. Half a millennium, to be exact. From Mike Judge, creator of Office Space and Beavis and Butthead. Oh, my God! If you were the smartest person in the world... This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one goes in your mouth. And we're stuck with the dumbest people in history. If you have one bucket that holds two gallons and another bucket that holds five gallons, how many buckets do you have? Two? What would you do? Excuse me, um, I'm actually supposed to be getting out of prison. You're in the wrong line. I'm the smartest guy in the world. 
Says who? The IQ test you took in prison. You got the highest score in history. Even smarter than President Camacho. We got this guy. He's going to fix everything. So you smart. The ordinary will be considered extraordinary. I thought you here would be bigger. Idiocracy. For the smartest guy in the world, you're pretty dumb sometimes. And we're back. That commercial break is over or whatever you did. Who cares? Did you go pee? I did. I did. Did you go poop? I did uh, pee pee wee wee. You pee pee wee wee. Pee pee wee wee. Got first, it. Number no, one. No poo poo doo doo. No 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 no. Got it. Not this time. Got it. I'll do that after we record. Cool. Got it. Fake Noted. news. He totally pooped. <laughs> he totally poo poo doo doo. I watched. <laughs> it was great. Hashtag great. <laughs> Hashtag. It was happy. huge. It was huge. He had a huge log. <laughs> real news. <laughs> Hashtag real news. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of Donald J. Trump and dumps, <laughs> Donald J. Dump, uh, Ooh. Ooh, burn, please don't get me secret, please. Um, let's continue our list, man. Okay. I feel like Jay, you started off our list super strong. Okay. So you want me to keep going? And I want you to continue. All right. Your running position. Well, I think you're going to like number three. Number three is a pretty strong choice. I'm into it. And it is president... James Marshall from Air Amazing. Force One. Yeah. High five. High five. I love it. One higher. One higher than me. Because it's an action movie. I think he's a little bit more badass than Benjamin Asher. Um, sure. But then again, I, I wanted to be sort of realistic with this list, so I don't know any of the policies that he really stands for. Sure. He could have been a terrible president. But he is badass. Sure. So so he's number three. He's kind of in the middle. I do like Air Force One. And anyone that gets to, you know, kick someone off a plane, you go off my plane. Of course. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's cool. So I don't have a lot more to add. Um, it's definitely better than Trump. A strong president that someone I can get behind and I can support. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm into it. And, and he's it. fucking Indiana Jones. And it's Indiana Jones. Not yeah, he's but. fucking Indiana no, no. Jones. But he, he might be. He is. Big news. He is Indiana Jones. Yeah. And also Han Solo. So when he masturbates, he's fucking Indiana Jones. And he was also in What Lies Beneath. So Ooh. amazing, amazing And man. Six Days, Seven Nights. That is at so, Anne Heche. Yeah. Yeah. That is someone else who was in that movie. <laughs> I wish people could see the face that I gave you as I was just like, and like, and I kind of raised my eyebrows like, yeah, yeah, right? Like I was supposed to agree and or disagree <laughs> right? with the fact that But I just that threw out a name. That movie. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, Elijah Dushku. Right. Huh? 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 How do you feel about yeah. it? Pretty she, good? She watched that probably. She was in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she knows about that yeah. movie, right? Steven Spielberg. Right. Is Hollywood. Totally. Briefcase. Huh? Uh, so yeah, good good choice. So <laughs> thank you. Um, I'll go ahead and move on to my number two. Yes, my number two is actually a movie about a president. Um, so it's focused on him doing either good things and or bad things. It's not King Ralph. Primary colors. Um, no, it's not that either. <laughs> um, it's President Dave Kovic. Oh, from, from Dave. Dave Kevin Klein. That's a good movie. This is a great movie. This is sort of like the Prince and the Pauper meets. The, the, presidency. Yeah, the presidency. <laughs> so the the idea of the movie, if people haven't seen it, is there's a president played by Kevin Klein, right? Who goes into a coma 
or something? I believe, yes. He something is, he is uh, incapacitated. incapacitated in some way. And it's not due to terrorism. It's medical sure. incapacitation. Whatever. So they find this like lowly clerk who works in the White House who happens to look exactly like him. And right. his name is Dave Kovic. And so he gets supplanted into the role of the presidency. As a stand-in. As, so people won't know that the president is incapacitated. Sure. But it turns out that when he gets there, whereas the first Kevin Klein was a really shitty dude, he was more in line with the actual, what Trump is. Right. Dave Kovic actually starts to, you know, implement programs for underprivileged kids and starts to help with like the, like the, the drug crisis. Sure, and I remember this movie. Help like with the housing crises. And He's actually doing a good job. He does a great job, which then leads to, you know, funny foibles later when people realize what's going on or trying to keep the secret. Sure. It's a little bit of trading spaces, a little bit of Prince and the Popper, right. all focused on, you know, 1100 Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. So for me, when I'm looking at presidents who I would actually vote for, he's so far above Donald and so Trump. so just to clarify, we're talking stand-in Dave. Oh, yes. Not, pre- not, not the Kevin Klein president that he is standing in for. Right, and I forget that guy's name. but I don't remember. The stand-in is named Dave Kovic. And so you would vote for him. I would vote for him. Not shitty Kevin Klein. No, no, no. Got it. And not saying shitty Kevin Klein, because Kevin Klein's great. No, Kevin Klein's awesome. I'm just saying shitty character Kevin Klein. Yes, Got exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it. That's my number two. That's pretty solid. I like that movie. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. You know, a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people haven't heard of it. I think I saw it because my parents liked it, and they liked Kevin Klein, and I always thought he it, was funny. It does. That's pretty funny. It does feel like one of those movies that came out, like, mid-'90s. That's just like, my parents like that movie. You mentioned Primary Colors, and the first thing I thought was like, oh, my parents kind of like that movie. Yeah. John Travolta that, as basically Bill Clinton. Yeah. That and Wag the Dog. <laughs> That's a good movie with it Dustin is. Hoffman. That is a good movie. De Niro's in that too, isn't he? Or I no, think is so. It just Hoffman. I think it. I for sure Hoffman. Yeah. But it's about like spin doctors yeah. for the presidency. I think it. I think De Niro is in that. Movie. And I'm pretty sure they're the one. They like spin like how to start a war, Something or they like make that. a fake war. They make a fake war to, to improve his ratings. Right. Something like that. Weird movie. That it shit kind of happens, guys. Oh, it totally happens, which is why he's not on my list. One hundred percent. Spoiler alert. Hashtag fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Fake war. <laughs> True that. It's Real be, president, fake war. It's going to be huge. Right. And it was. It was, it was terrible. It was. It was. Uh, so that's a solid number two, man. Yeah. Dave. Dave. Good flick. All right. You ready for my number one? I'm scared, but I'm ready. You should be scared. Is he the change that we need? He is the change that we had to have in the film. Got it. This guy was a president in a situation that I couldn't even fathom. Got it. Another human being, another human president being in. Sure. And he is Thomas J. Whitmore from Independence Day. Independence Day. Day. Nice. He's my number one president. I love it. Not for any sort of political aspirational reasons. Sure. I don't know a lot of, you know, who's on his cabinet or what he stands for, but I do know how he reacts when the chips are down. I know what happens when an alien invades our planet and one man has to stand up and give the most empowering speech 
of all time to save existence. Not just United existence, not just, you know, European existence, but all existence. Thomas J. Whitmore brought the planet together. Sure. And if, if he can do that, I'm voting for him over Donald Trump, probably over anybody else. I want to vote for the guy who's not going to better my country, but better the world. Sure. So I, I like that. That's God. And to be honest, not my number one choice, which I think you you looked at me kind of surprised. I were you like, what do you mean? It would, I thought it would be somewhere. I thought it would be okay. high on your list. Yeah. Um, not my number one. And which is fine. There are a lot of great movie presidents but, out there. I dig your choices. So thank you, thank you. You you see a president who can do something under insane Amazing circumstances, stress. Yes, and and in that movie, literally huge swaths of the country are decimated. Oh yeah, including his wife. Yeah, absolutely. And he soldiers on. He soldiers on. He rallies the remaining May humanity Whitman, together. May Whitman needed him. That's true. He actually becomes kind of like um, like a global mm-hmm. leader. That's like what I'm he rallies the world. That's what I was saying is that that's one of the reasons that while I may not know his platform, while I may not know what he pushes forward, I do know he cares about the united world culture. Sure. Because he didn't rally just the Americans. No. He rallied the planet. And man, if you can do that, I'm voting for you. And let's just say his speech is one of the best in movie history. It's one yes. of the best. And what's crazy is that movie is not that's it's, not an Academy Award winning no. movie by this any stretch of, maybe for effects at the time. Meh, but it's maybe. Roland Emmerich, the same guy, the same genius that brought us uh 2012. Yeah. Or uh The Day After, the day after Tomorrow. Um so brilliant filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> um and I'm saying that Ultra sarcastically. Fake news. Super fake news. Um, but. Hashtag sad. That movie actually. He also brought us Independence Day 2. Ooh, Independence no Day Harder. Resurgence. Right. Resurfaced. Yes. As I like to call it. Or uh, what I did when I watched it. Regurgitation. Right. Or don't tell mom the president's dead. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's part of that. That's weird. That's right? weirdly part that's of weirdly that. Weirdly accurate. That's weirdly accurate. Don't tell mom the babysitter <laughs> stealing the hel- the president stealing the helicopter. Right. Um, but it, it it managed to have a super heartfelt, super like goosebump inducing yeah. moment when he gives that whole speech and he does the you know we will not go quietly yeah. into the night. You know what I mean? That just we and will not sh- go quietly into the night. And he's like such know, a great because he, he's talking about humanity as a whole. He's literally saying like you will not yeah. come here and wipe us out without a fight. And it just literally, I remember walking out. I think I saw this in the theater. Um, I remember walking out of theater and immediately wanting to punch a fucking alien in the oh, face. Of course, of course. I was like, I wish the planet would fucking get invaded right now because I will fucking punch an alien in its face. And then you saw Doug Jones. You're like, pop. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. You're amazing. <laughs> I need you to be okay. You're officially going to play Abe Sapien in a movie that I'm going to love and hopefully would get a third one, but it's actually going to be a different third one. Not by Guillermo del Toro. Anyway, this is a way detailed description of a future scenario. Okay, All bye. Right, you. <laughs> right. Fake news. It would happen exactly like yeah, it that. It would. It would. Um, but yeah, that's a good choice. Thank you. He's Thank a solid you. president. 
So uh, I'll yeah, go, give, yeah, I'll give, go back through give my me five. Your list. Um, so my number five uh-huh. was Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho, <laughs> best name ever. Um, number four is Benjamin Asher from Olympus Has Fallen. Love it. Number three is James Marshall from Air Force One. Love it. Number two is Dave Kovic from Dave. Into it. And um, number one is Thomas J. Whitmore from Independence Day. I can dig it. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Cool. So let me give you my three, two, one. Please do. I'm very curious. Different than your three, two, one. Uh, like completely? We don't share we any? We share one. Okay. Is it Thomas J. Whitmore? It is. Okay. And I'll just go ahead and throw out he's my number two. He's good. He's, he's high good. up there. He's good. Super high up there. Okay, good. But my number three is President Tom Beck. Which is Hi. Morgan Freeman from Deep Impact. Oh, Deep Impact. You know, I, he was a. Uh, I thought about him, and he's kind of an honor, he's an honorable mention. Sure, pseudo. I didn't remember his name though. Uh, for a couple reasons, not a great movie. No, uh, he brings the world together. Though. Exactly, another president who under massive distress, the world annihilating stress, mm-hmm. managed to keep people calm. Yeah, and managed to prepare a world for possibly the worst thing that has ever happened to it. And he managed to do it on the tail end of that same movie being made by someone else and starring Bruce Willis. Exactly, and so that's the fact, that's an impressive feat. The fact that this movie even gets remembered is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I've always loved, and we're gonna go into just like character things that i like right i fucking love morgan freeman thank you that's what i wanted to bring that up if nothing else i have an affinity for that presidential character sure because it's morgan freeman something who about probably his probably vote for him as president. sure something about his countenance and presence mm-hmm. is just simultaneously strong and intimidating but also like super comforting yeah, welcoming. and welcoming and warm and wise feeling. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to sit on his lap. Totally. I want him to be my dad. Yeah. Um, but it's, I love Morgan Freeman. And so his portrayal, and it's not even like, it's not like he is 90% of the movie. Cause he's not, he's not, he has a few scenes discussing, you know, yeah. people to keep calm before the world ends. And they're pretty good. Nothing reaches the heights no. Of President Whitmore with no. with Independence Day. No, he's given no Independence Day speeches here. But he should. That was like kind of a big miss in that. I movie, agree, and they I, did not punch up the script with some really really good writers and give him a speech like that. Because I, I totally agree. If you have Morgan Freeman in the role of a president, which should have happened long before, and it should have happened many times after. You need to arm him with the dialogue to sustain that role. Absolutely. Absolutely, some yeah. may say. Uh, so he's my number... I would say. He's my number three. I love it. Pretty love solid. It. Morgan Freeman, great president. Also, Saved Elijah um, Wood. just like 24, kind of gave us a glimpse. First black president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in the deep impact verse. Right. And kind of setting the stage for t- exactly 10 years later, America would get their first yeah. black president. And behind the times. Say what say what you want. Obama did things for this country. He did. Whether you agree with him or not, he I personally feel like he was a great president. I'm not gonna disagree with that. So there you go. So thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um But anyway, uh that aside, good president, 
strong countenance. I feel like he could stay in control during oh, yeah. the hardest of times, and that's that's something that for me is very important yeah. in a president. And he somebody who can it. keep his cool, because Lord knows our fucking <laughs> giant baby of a president cannot keep his fucking cool at all. Even when things are cool, at all. Even when things are cool. Real news, hard truth. <laughs> uh, so that brings me to number two, which we shared was President Whitmore yeah. from Independence Day. Which brings me to my number one. Now, my number one is a topical president. It is a president that I I feel like we need in today's time. And that's why he was my number one. Okay. So I went real world with it. Okay. And that president... Is from the real world? It is. The real world movie? It absolutely is. It is President Jackson Evans, portrayed by Jeff Bridges in The Contender. Oh, Man, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. I, I'm kind of bummed he's not on my list now. I forgot all about him. Yep, and that he is a great movie. He's he's so good in it. And um, I mean, it's got him, Joan Allen, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Very good movie. But it kind of deals with some timely issues. Um, in it, he has the a death, sudden death of his vice president, mm, right? And he has to select a new vice president. Um, and the front running choice is a white older male, uh, Jack Hathaway, um, who did like this, uh, he saved a girl's life if I remember correctly. And he's just kind of hot on the heels of, right, right. Hot on the heels of like a heartwarming thing. And instead, obvious choice instead, um, he decides that his legacy move as a president is that he wants to help break the glass ceiling by nominating a democratic female senator from Ohio to be his vice president. Right. It's basically like the John McCain um, story, except nothing like that. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, So it actually kind of becomes... Um, kind of a battle of uh, mudslinging yeah. and character ass- attempted character assassination. And this was back in the day when Jeff Bridges would actually play normal people and not just like dirty old mean hippies, right? Or so, cowboys, or cowboys. <laughs> so it was actually nice to see him, you know, in a suit, presidential. Um, and man, does he carry that movie? He does. And that's kind of so strong. in it. And that's kind of one of the things he once again has this kind (laughs) of, um, demeanor that is stern. Yeah. But also, uh, in, uh, personable and inviting and uh, you trust him. You know what I mean? Um, but he has to do some, he has to deal with some hard choices and the reason I said that I would vote for him today and he's my number one is because, like I said, he's willing to make the hard choice. He's willing to do something that the public may not be ready for, right. but that he knows will ultimately be the the betterment in the long run for the country. He wants to make a decision that's unpopular, but that he feels like will kind of open the door right. for the country's growth down the road. Now, isn't that the movie... Doesn't the phrase "Have you no decency, sir"? Doesn't that come from that? I movie? believe so. Yes. I think there's some sort of famous line that's similar to what I just said in that movie. Yes. 
I okay. believe cool. I believe that is correct. I'm remembering it correctly then. I, 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 I remember very much liking that movie. That was one where I watched it. I think it was on television when I was a kid, and I didn't get it. And then I watched it later, and I was like, oh, I get it. This is actually a really good movie. Sure. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting, too. So Gary Oldman plays the, the opposition, basically, right. to the female vice president candidate. And um, there's actually a bit of controversy around this movie. Really? Um, we have to remind me. It's been a while yeah, since I've seen it. Gary Oldman spoke out saying that um, editing cuts were made that actually helped to paint his character in a less sympathetic light. Oh, so re- like the, originally the movie was going to make it more like gray? More, right. More of a gray playing field instead of a kind of direct like it's a good candidate versus a good 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 guy right good candidate so it kind of posed that question to the audience too of like what are you really wanting this person for is it to break the glass the proverbial glass ceiling or is it because you know you really back up exactly and so it pro it it posed even more like interesting moral questions Um, but first and foremost, like I said, I feel like we're in a time of change right now in the country. Um, man, God, I hope so. I feel like it's, it's very weird, but, uh, Trump absolutely, I give him zero fucking credit uh, for it, but I give, uh, the situation credit for polarizing people. And the it, one from the Jersey shore. And it has really, yes, <laughs> okay, it yeah. has really, um, it has made people stand yeah. up and it has made people refuse to continue accepting um, what has clearly driven us to this p- this point, which is just idiocy. Have did you ever watch the Dave Chappelle specials we talked about? I did. You did? I did. He makes that very similar point. Absolutely. In one of them. He, and tells, he makes it great. He tells the story. Yeah. Um I forget the the person's name, but it was about a murder that happened that sort of sparked the civil rights right. movement. Or Absolutely, gave fire. And it to was a the, the it was a it was a a white woman who had lied ultimately, and she did not divulge that she had lied about a particular person who ended up getting murdered right. in cold blood, um, a young black man, mm-hmm. um, and she didn't admit that she had lied until her deathbed. Right, and then she admitted it. And Dave Chappelle made a very good point. And I know he's also been the center of controversy for making insensitive yeah. remarks due to transgenders and, you know, a bunch of different other polarizing things. But in this in this instance, he made a very good point. And he um, he said, you know, as much as I hate this woman for what she did, I appreciate the fact that her situation led to good things. the right to this yeah. without this bad thing happening we may never be yeah. in the position that we are now yeah. and i kind of feel that same way and i know that's probably a really controversial stance on it but i kind of feel like we had to as a nation and as a people we had to hit rock bottom to wake everybody the fuck up and yeah. go hey holy shit we cannot be complacent with this kind of shit anymore. Right. We have you know to what I mean? pay attention and care. Be involved. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so uh, it sparked a lot of things. It sparked uh, racial conversations. It sparked uh, misogyny conversations. Yeah. It sparked uh, the great episodes of podcasts 
that everybody loves. Absolutely. Like this very this episode. This particular episode, which I have no doubt will go down in history. It will. As leading the civil rights. Wait, no. <laughs> um, as leading people the impeachment to f- of, of Donald jerk off Trump. Yep. Donald Jehoshaphat Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that uh, because of his health screening... Um, people are now coining the term the girther movement. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, to make fun of him as his birther movement against I love Obama. It. He That's has now amazing. hashtag girther movement. I'm super into it. I did see that uh, that James Gunn offered uh-huh. $100,000 if he would step on a scale. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. Well, did you see like the health report of what it said? Uh-uh. It's like 239 pounds, 6'2". He's in, and like this is what the doctor said. He's you know 239 pounds. Um, he's six two. He has high cholesterol. He should probably get a better diet. Um, he's not very active and needs more exercise. But he's in fantastic physical peak health, <laughs> which makes no sense. Which makes no sense. But there's against everything that was just said. There's also uh, I did see a meme floating around that was uh, Donald Trump claims to be six to two hundred and thirty nine pounds and in peak physical condition. And then it had a picture of Superman. It was like Superman <laughs> claims to be six to two hundred thirty nine pounds well, and in peak physical. Predi- uh, and it was just like, <laughs> what's the difference here? <laughs> One of the pictures I saw was a picture of Rob Gronkowski, who is actually 239 pounds and 6'2", <laughs> and in peak physical condition. And it was them two next to each other, and it was hilarious. Um, the other thing that I saw is that, you know, that cognitive health test he took. Oh, when he's that, a stable genius? That he's a stable genius, or that he aced. He got right. 20 out of 20 on the cognitive health test. Sure. Have you seen the actual test? Uh-uh. I looked up the test. Okay. It is literally like, here's a picture of a lion, and you have to write the word lion under it. You have a picture of the word of a camel, and you have to write the word camel under it. It's a test that they give senior citizens to see if they're showing signs of dementia. Amazing. So literally what it is is the basest memory knowledge that you can have to show that you can retain normal things that normal people should remember. Amazing. Like there's one, one of the tests in it is there's a bunch of dots and one is like, there's a one, there's an A, there's a two, there's a C, there's a B. It's all that. And you just have to go one to A, A to two, two to B, B to three. And you just have to do that order. Right. And you just have to connect the dots. And that's one of the questions on this 20 question test. Holy shit. Everyone should look it up. It's amazing. Amazing. That is fascinating. Yeah. Um, so that brings us Sad. to the end of my list. So let me run through my yeah, choices yeah, real do. quick for you. Uh, so my number five was President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. Yes. From Idiocracy. Uh, number four was President James Marshall from Air Force One. Um, number three was President Tom Beck or Tom Beck, friend of Andy Dufresne. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, my number two was Thomas J. Whitmore, Bill Pullman from Independence Day. And my number one was President Jackson Evans, Jeff Bridges from The Contender. And I like it. That's a strong list. Thanks, man. I don't know who would win in the primaries, 
but I know that they would both give good showings. True that. Just like the Westminster Dog Show. Always. They would all give good showings. And they're bitches. <laughs> um, so, to round out this episode, I thought we would do something fun. Yes. And you pitched something to me. I did. Which I could not disagree with more. Okay. Uh, or I could not agree with more. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you. Disagree with is fake news. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, fake news. You pitched that we should just list anything that is better as a president than Donald Trump. Yes. So, are you prepared to just do that for the remainder of the episode? Of course. We can talk we can talk at length about this. There are so 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 many things. Now, obviously, you can name almost any person, you know, sure. like people are clamoring about Oprah. Well, of course, Oprah would be a better president. Should she be? I'm probably on the team that says that's a lot of hype. We should probably back off. But would she be? Probably. Probably. Yeah. So Oprah. Yes. Definitely. Into it. Uh, I'm going to pitch out uh, Daniel Day-Lewis sticking with actors. Oh, of course, man. Only because he the commitment that he's willing to give himself uh, to any film that he enters he would probably give that same level of commitment to he, the country's issues. And he could at least act like a good president. Exactly. And he'd be in character the whole time. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Deep, deep, deep in character. And he's retired from acting, so he's got the free time. He's got time. time. He's got so time. we should do it. Um, I am going to say, following that, sticking with a similar theme, uh-huh. but um, I'm going to say a prairie dog in a top hat. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Hashtag better than Trump. I am absolutely into that. Um, wow, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Throw your dog in a tap. Top I would, hat. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to say um, along those same lines, but maybe a little more realistic, mm-hmm. um, would be a banana with a happy face drawn on it. <laughs> <coughs> Jaquita Presidente. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's time we had a female president. Hi. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick on this on the side of um well I'm going to keep this one topical. Perfect. Because uh Trump loves to grab pussy. Yes. Um so I'm going to say a better president than Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Hashtag #better than Trump. Yes. Is just a bag of homeless cat hair. Ooh, I'm into that. Not not a bag of hair from homeless cats. Right. But the bag of cat hair itself is, is homeless. homeless. Got yes. it. Got so it. So it's sort of like a head of state rags to riches type of story. I'm into it. Um I'm wow, that's really good. That is really good. Yeah. Um all right, sticking still in that kind of vein. Um you know, Gross. we're just we want to give the American people real options, realistic yeah, of options of things that are better than Trump. Um so I'm going to pronounce something that is or I'm going to put something forth that has never been done. Ooh. So just, you know, uh just like we had our first black president, uh, we should at absolutely have our first female president. I'm going to uh, put forth our first joint presidents. Ooh. And I'm going to put forth Bebop and Rocksteady from, <laughs> from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I would vote for Bebop and Rocksteady, although sure. they are technically villains. They are villains, but let's be honest, so is our president. <laughs> That's true. Hashtag better than Trump. And at least uh, they are willing to take orders from other people. 
Right. Because they're henchmen. Right. Right. So a big floating brain in the so sky. So government, the the government as a whole mm-hmm. could probably sway them in whatever direction. Right. As right. opposed to just a a a crazy person who will not listen to anyone and is right. just constantly hand on the trigger <coughs> of dropping a nuclear device on right. all of us. So in that vein, I'm gonna, you know, keep this going. So Perfect. there are definitely a lot of other people we could choose. Yes. Um but if we're gonna stick with you know anthropomorphized animals, sure. Then I'm gonna say our next president should be John Cena as Ferdinand. Ooh. He has to be in character as Ferdinand, as Ferdinand the whole time. I like that. Talking through like a mask. I'm into it. it up. I believe it. I believe in it. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. We need it. Um, let's see. Hope. Things Hope that change. would be better than Donald Trump. Wow. This is just, I mean, it's almost, it's almost just too yeah. many to name. A, but bull, a bull in Montana with one testicle. Into it. Yeah. Better than Trump. Um, I'm going to put forward uh, John Oliver. <laughs> Ooh. That's a real one. Better than Trump. Yeah. Now he wasn't born here, so he probably we change the rules. We we could make we could make the rules change. Right. I, I, as you okay know, with... as you know, no. according to our president, right, we can pretty much do whatever we want. It's true. It doesn't have. It doesn't matter. So I would. I would. We'll just make up the rules as we I go. I would legit vote for John Oliver. I think he's super smart. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So that's a good one. Um. There's a a, a little. A, a patch it's hard to kind of describe but like a patch of mold in my kitchen uh-huh. that i believe is sentient somehow perfect because when we talk about it it like leans toward us um Got so I, that Ooh. that like my kitchen mold interesting my patch of sentient kitchen mold interesting yeah i like it yeah, i fully you. support it yeah thank absolutely you. um so i'm gonna put forth uh just because he has experience in dealing with uh, body horror nightmares mm-hmm. such as President Trump, uh, David Cronenberg. <laughs> I like that you refer to Trump as a body horror nightmare. <laughs> He's in peak physical shape. That is hilarious. I could see his stomach becoming like a hand right. or a face. What's weird is I'm pretty sure Trump is a vestigial twin. Like oh, yeah. he is a Quato, but he's just like both, <laughs> right? He is like the Quato on America's stomach. <laughs> Speaking of that, Quato, <laughs> perfect. Hashtag better than Trump. Hashtag better than Trump. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, I recently piled up a mound of snow outside that had one dog turd as a mouth. <laughs> Was it a smiling mouth? Uh huh. Was it a frowning? It mouth? was a. It was smiling. Okay, good. Ha- as long as it's smiling. Yes. Better than Trump. Better than Trump. Yeah. I would suggest that. I was wondering why your snowman tasted so bad. That's before why. Before I came in tonight. Brown snow. <laughs> That's what everybody hears. Is brown snow. Brown snow. Um, I actually think you know I'm looking behind you. We're in the writers' room, sure. and you have an animatronic dancing Groot. Yes. There you go. Animatronic Baby Groot. Baby Groot. For president. And honestly, it could be Baby Groot and Rocket. Right. You know? To be fair, he says joint. all of the right things. He's willing to sacrifice himself for others. I am Groot. I, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Don't we, push. We are Groot. We. Wow. I know. That is profound. See how inspiring That's that heavy. was? That's heavy. That you got just, me choked up a little bit, Do you see how much more inspiring that was than Nazis are good, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, White supremacist has some good folks in there. No, no. We are Groot. We are Groot. There you go. Um, I would like to put forward a bowl of dry cereal. <laughs> Wait. What kind of cereal? Wheaties. Sustained. <laughs> Sustained. That's what the country needs. I'll accept it. A bowl of dry Wheaties. Of inspirational dry Wheaties. That's right. Wait, who's on the cover of the box? Michael Jordan. Okay. There we go. There's your winner. Classic. There's Classic your Michael Jordan Wheaties. You know, I'm going to say that, that that wins. That's it. That's it. A bowl of Michael Jordan Wheaties with no milk in it. Yep. That's there, what the there, country needs. There it is. Right now. You're welcome, America. Good night. No. Fake news. Fake news. Huge. I suck at this job. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen No antidote for the poison you just drank? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut! Printed! What happened to the next reel? Cut! Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut! That's a wrap! That's a wrap, people! Now let's get the hell out of here. Psst! Hey, you. You made it to the end of the podcast. And guess what? There's a little something at the end of the credits. And for those of you that didn't make it, go five yourself. Hi-ho, do you know? The names of the U.S. residents who then became the presidents and got a view from the White House Lou of Pennsylvania Avenue. George Washington was the first you see. He once chopped down a cherry tree. President number two would be John Adams and then number three. Tom Jefferson stayed up to write a declaration late at night. So he and his wife had a great big fight and she made him sleep on the couch all night. James Madison never had a son and he fought the war of 1812. James Monroe's colossal nose was bigger than Pinocchio. John Quincy Adams was number six and it's Andrew Jackson's but he kicks. So Jackson learns to play politics next time he's the one that the country picks. 
Martin Van Buren, number eight for a one-term shot as chief of state. William Harrison, how do you praise? That guy was dead in 30 days. John Tyler, he liked country folk. And after him came President Polk. Zachary Taylor liked to smoke. His breath killed friends whenever he spoke. 1850, really nifty Miller Fillmore's in. Young and fierce was Franklin Pierce, the man without a chin. Follows next up, period spanning. Four long years with James Buchanan. Then the South starts shooting cannon. And we got a civil war. A war, a war down south in Dixie. Up to bat comes old Abe Lincoln. There's a guy who's really thinking. Kept the United States from shrinking. Saved the ship of state from sinking. Congress each would impeach. And so the country now elects Ulysses Simpson Grant, who would scream and rave and rant. While drinking whiskey, oh, the risky, cause he's failed on his pants. It's 1877, and the Democrats would gloat. But they're all amazed when Rutherford Hayes wins by just one vote. James Garfield, someone really hated, cause he was assassinated. Chester Arthur gets instated. Four years later, he was traded. For Grover Cleveland, really fat, elected twice as a Democrat. Then Benjamin Harrison, after that, is William McKinley up the bat. Teddy Roosevelt charged up San Juan Hill. And President Taft, he got the bill. In 1913, Woodrow Wilson takes us into World War I. Warren Harding next in line. It's Calvin Coolidge, he does fine. And then in 1929, the market crashes and we fight. It's Herbert Hoover's big debut, he gets the blame and loses too. Franklin Roosevelt, president who helped us win in World War II. Harry Truman, weird little human, serves two terms and when he's done. It's Eisenhower who's got the power from 53 to 61. John Kennedy had Camelot, then Lyndon Johnson took his spot. Richard Nixon, he gets caught and Gerald Ford fell down a lot. Jimmy Carter like camping trips. And Ronald Reagan's speeches scripts all came from famous movie clips. And President Bush said, read my lips. Now in Washington, D.C. There's Democrats and the GOP. But the ones in charge are plain to see. The Clintons, Bill and Hillary. The next president to lead the way. Well, it just might be yourself one day. Then the press will distort everything you say. So jump in your plane and fly away.